0: And welcome to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versura, right here on the Leadership Lowdown. And you know, we've been doing a lot of leadership discussions and meeting a lot of really interesting people, and today is no exception, but we're taking a little bit different track because these two gentlemen are working on trying to help people in their journey, and that's a little bit different than unpacking somebody's personal journey. So the people we have with us today is Chris Carter. He's the Director of Operations of Eastern Michigan, and the Executive Director of Expansion, Tony Willard. How do I do that? Guardo. He told me to wave my hands. You can't see that on the radio, but it's a little bit Italian, right, Tony? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so very. Tony, and I'll tell you what, here's what we want to do. We want to hear all about your organization. So who you have with us today and you're representing is Marketplace Chaplains. So Tony, you want to take off and tell us a little bit about what that is and what they do.
1: Sure, happy to do so, Vic. Marketplace Chaplain started in 1984. And it was a way to say employees are struggling with a lot of different things in their lives, many of things in their personal lives, And having a chaplain in the workplace would be a way for them to get some help, some hope, some encouragement for what they're dealing with. And our founder Gil started it back then and went into a business of a friend of his and employees started talking to Gil about their issues and that gave Gil confirmation that this could really work in the workplace. So we've now grown to serving about 1,500 companies really all across North America and a couple of other places as well with about 2,200 chaplains really getting involved in people's lives as they invite us into a lot of the sticky things that are going on in their lives. Wow. And so,
0: Chris, you've got a role here too. What's your role?
2: Yeah. So I'm the director of operations. That means that I get to, for the lower half of Michigan, half my job is recruiting, training, and coaching chaplains. So these folks that we put into the workplaces, then my other half of my job is to maintain great partnerships with the companies that we serve.
0: You know, and again, Tony, you're in charge of expansion, right? So what your whole mission is to make sure that Anybody that's looking for help along the whole part of what you shared, which was help, hope, and encouragement, I think is what you said. You want to find out who those business owners are, those business leaders are, because you've got some answers. And I was so excited to learn about this. And I learned this through Chris because Chris has been a chaplain in another form. And Chris, tell us a little bit about that role. What were you doing as a chaplain? I think it was up in the DeWitt area, right?
2: Yeah, so my chaplain journey started as a chaplain for DeWitt Township Police and Fire First Mm -hmm. Responders and been doing that for about 13 years. And I have seen this concept of chaplaincy work in some of the darkest places. Lots of people are familiar with chaplains in sport teams, militaries, hospitals, these kinds of environments. And not everybody is familiar with the fact that companies and corporations also have been for a while, but especially most recently beginning to use chaplaincy as a way to figure out how to care for their employees. And Vic, you know, and your listeners know as a business leader, it's a challenge in our environment. How do we retain our employees? How do we demonstrate care for the employee, especially in the environment we have where the lines are too easily crossed, you know, as a boss, as an employer, as a leader, what can I say? When can I lean in? When can I not? So chaplaincy really becomes a component, a tool that an employer can use to demonstrate care for employees. And then it just helps a ton with employee retention as well. Yeah.
0: And so Chris, in your world, you started out as a chaplain helping some people with some pretty tough responsibility. And of course, you also were a pastor in a local church, and so that gave you an obvious connectivity to that chaplain role. You already had professional training and counseling and some direction in your world, so that was helpful, right?
2: Yeah, the ability to know how to listen to people, to ask that next level question beyond just surface talk. And that's what we see a lot with employees. Maybe there's some care for each other, but a lot of it, I mean, everyone's carrying their own load who's got more room to take on someone else's as well, enter the whole concept of a chaplain. And so yeah. I kind of joke with first responder, police, fire chaplains. I've see, i seen chaplaincy work with some of the hairiest people in some of the hairiest places. <laughs> and, man, I hope some of my cops are listening because yeah. there are some hairy guys and gals that are part of that. But it's true, though, this concept of just somebody who cares enough, who's there, who's proactive, yeah. who's listening – sometimes it's just venting from the employee side. Sometimes it's much deeper stuff and we become great resources to be able to send them out, refer out, those kinds of
0: things. Well, you said something that I thought was important is learn how to listen because you're exactly right. Somebody says something and me as an untrained ear, I might be in a spot where I don't even hear it. And so, Tony, that's kind of some of the challenges and why you're looking for your expansion to recruit the right chaplains that actually have some of that listening ear experience, right?
1: That's right. And our goal really is to develop trusting relationships mm-hmm. with the yeah. employees so that they have enough confidence in us to share the really tough hairy stuff like Chris says that goes on so right. you know for us it's a leader that really cares about his or her people enough to say I need some help in doing that I can't do it all myself and even going beyond HR and other things that benefits that companies offer those are helpful but a lot of times they just don't go far enough yeah so exactly we found you know personal connections personal relationships is really what helps people get to that next better level.
0: Well, and of course, when we get back with our next segment, I'm going to want to ask you a little bit about your background, Tony, to make sure I understand how that connects to what you're doing. But what I hear and what I'm so excited about hearing your stories is because what I think is happening here is that, let's face it, the world's awful broken. There's a lot of broken families, and that causes all kinds of different issues. And I've said over the years that if it's not right at home, you can never get it right in the office. And of course, Tony, in talking with you setting up this discussion, we talked about the notion that, you know, employee is only one of the titles that you have. And so dad, parent, teacher, all those other things, whatever it is in your world, that's the rest of it. And so That's what I think is really exciting about what we're going to talk about today. So glad you guys made the trip here to the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschereau. We'll be right back.
1: workplace keeps changing and successful companies recognize and embrace change
0: through choice adaptability and innovation dbi offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization dbi helps customers reach their workplace goals from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression dbi is your office furniture partner learn more at dbiguests.com Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau with Chris Carter and Tony Guardo. Guardo, man, that's just, you're right, Tony. You've got to move your hand. Got to
1: get those hands going like you Italian. You've got to do it.
0: Well, right here, these two gentlemen represent an organization called Marketplace Chaplains. And, of course, Chris is the Director of Operations for East Michigan. And we've got Tony all the way in from Chicago, who's the Executive Director of Expansion. Tony, before I get too far down this road here, I want to hear a little bit about what brought you to this position? What's the background that gave you a calling into this kind of work? Yeah, Vic, I've been with
1: Marketplace now 16 years. And prior to that, I came through an experience where I suffered through probably about six or seven rounds of quarterly layoffs with a company back in the Chicago area in the early 2000s. And it just became a very stale environment. And I thought, if we had some kind of resource that we could turn to, it would be really helpful because it was just a really tough environment. And then I found out about Marketplace Chaplains. And I thought, wow, what a great concept to have for employees to have that kind of help and hope and encouragement in the workplace. So that led me on a journey to inquire more about it. I made a switch in my career and uh, really am very glad that I did.
0: Yeah, I bet. And talk about, you If you've gotten an email from me, you know my tagline on my email is anybody can make a living, I want to make a difference. And of course to me that's really the power of what you two gentlemen are doing is trying to help companies make a difference with their employees. I get really excited when I see company owners as an example that turns over a multi-million dollar company to his employees or they do extraordinary things for their employees because they realize the value of the person that brings their lunch bucket every day to the company and makes it work, makes it happen, irregardless of what's going on in their personal lives and all the things that are going on. And let's face it, whether you open up your doors, our beautiful new studios are here at the Lansing Airport, whether you open up the airport doors and watch humanity that comes and goes around here, or whether it's opening up your chapel doors at church on a Sunday morning, or just your business doors are open, people are bringing with them whatever is challenges they have in their lives. And they're dealing with them the best they can to get through life. And so tell me, as you guys think about companies spending money on this and trying to figure out should they even talk about a chaplain in our organization? Tell me what you run into, what do you find, and what's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, Vic, that's a great question. I just want to start from a macro level because this is something all company leaders, and again, your listeners, I'm preaching to the choir here, that's a church reference, by the way, preaching to the <laughs> yeah, choir <there> <laughs> is old school church <laughs> reference. But enough. our generations that are younger and younger, so our millennials and Zs and whatever we're going to call it, the next generation in flux still, but when they work and that's your tagline, right? Anybody can make a living. Like, that's not their thing. Yeah. They're not there for the money. You can't give them enough money. I mean everybody wants money, but you can't give enough money. You know, you can't use kind of the old school methods of motivation and leadership. So what do you do with this new generation? They want to make a difference. They want to discover what their purpose is. They want to work for a company that's going to help them figure out themselves and what they're about, who they're about, those kinds of things. And so this becomes a really unique role for this concept of chaplaincy, which is one of those components that a company leader can utilize, can harness to speak into the lives of that younger workforce. I say younger, that's cuz I'm pushing 50 these days, so <laughs> just but, a number. Um, It's just a number, baby. But speaking of the lives of that younger workforce, so somebody who's going to come through and kind of our bread and butter is the worksite visit. We show up on property a couple times a week or whatever the rhythm is and make those relationships, have those conversations, and really lean into the lives of those individuals. There's really not much else out there that's like that. Most companies have some sort of, you know, EAP or whatever. That is all reactive. An employee has to reach out. They've got to get to a level where they feel like reaching out. Marketplace chaplain is just different. So when you think about the cost, you know, the ROI, all the stuff that you look at this reality of how do you help this younger generation harness who they are, figure themselves out, and really speak into their lives as a company leader, as a business owner.
0: Yeah. And you know, when I think about what you just shared there, Chris, Tony, I have to tell you, there's so much pressure on the bottom line for companies. Look, we just all have to agree, companies aren't in business for the fun of it. They're in business because they've got to have a financial making money at the core of what they do. But I think what's interesting is tell me your thoughts on a well-rounded employee workforce that emotionally has a life spoke, if you will, that's well-rounded and there's not these areas that they can't get over or get by. How important is that to the bottom line of a company?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Vic. And I think, you know, Gallup or you look at different workforce studies, every time you look at that, let's say pay that Chris referenced earlier, that's always middle of the pack in terms of what's most important yes. to employees. Yep. So if you look at how they're being taken care of, what's most important to them, purpose, like Chris said, those are always at the top of the list. And any study you look at, you're always going to see that the more a company invests in benefits and things that really touch the employees in a positive way, they're always going to have a multiple of, you know, at least four or five X on that in terms of an ROI. So that's always very important. And as we see issues like PTSD and mental health issues and loneliness and depression, all those things that are invading our workforce and the people that are there, the chaplains are just a breath of fresh air in terms of, again, that help and hope and encouragement. And I think of a company that we serve that shared some quotes that their employees shared with them about how they feel about their chaplains, and they said, I've never worked for a company that cared so much for their employees by providing chaplains for us. This service is a true example of how our company puts people first. So it's really about how you're making your people feel, Mm -hmm. and the old adage, nobody cares about what you know until they know that you care, care, and this really conveys from the leaders to employees that hey, they really do care about us and it's an important thing to keep conveying to
0: people. Wow, Tony, spot on. I'm so excited about this. I just think what's going on here and all the people that are tuning in to the Michigan Business Network right now got to know that there's something really powerful here because this is about people and a whole person that shows up to help your organization succeed by helping them succeed as people and individuals. This is exciting stuff. Exciting that you're with us here on Leadership Lowdown. So glad to have you. I'm Vic Versura. We'll be right back. Something to grow,
1: it takes time, like the equity in your
2: home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit, because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended.
0: Now can we get a new roof?
2: Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to laughqcom slash home equity. LafQ, your credit union for life.
0: This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic and I love my job because we get to talk to really interesting people with oftentimes really interesting jobs. And Chris and Tony have... Just that. They're with an organization called Marketplace Chaplains, and I'm so glad you guys are here today because i got a lot of questions for you because part of what we talk about is the whole notion, and you mentioned it in the last segment, Tony, one of the most fleeting things in terms of an employee satisfaction is the pay raise. The pay raise comes through and they earn that. It goes home. Honey, look what I got. They look at the pay stub and it makes a little bit difference. But before you know it, they've absorbed that into the income situation in their family. And if that family still broke, guess what? That dollar raise didn't change a thing. And so when I think about where this can go and what the opportunities are, tell me some of the things that happen when you get into trying to work with some of these great organizations. You've got some organizations you work with. Tell me some of that success that goes with all
2: that. Yeah, let me jump in there, Vic, because you make a great statement. I just had a business owner tell me a couple of weeks ago, it's a manufacturing style plant. And he said, Chris, my employees could leave today and walk down the street about 100 yards and get the same job for Mm -hmm. the same pay. He's also, what distinguishes me from any other down this line, down this road? What distinguishes me from anyone else? How are employees going to stay here? And for him, he's landed on the concept of marketplace chaplain is really one of those components that he can demonstrate care for his employees in a unique way.
0: And so tell me... Part of what I'm hearing you guys say is that it's a little bit of a relationship because I have a marketplace chaplain for my organization, right? I don't have a dozen chaplains that are serving my entity, right? If I have a manufacturing company in town that has a couple hundred employees, I probably have one chaplain for that entity that I deal with, right?
1: Actually, the way we work at VIC, we serve in chaplain care teams. So depending on the number of employees, we also try and reflect the demographics of the employee base as best we can. So it's a male and a female chaplain at a minimum. And then if there are different cultural or language dynamics, then we work on maybe having a bilingual chaplain or things like that. So as best we can, we try and connect and resonate with the workforce so that they feel affirmed, that they feel acknowledged and cared for that way. Thank you for that clarification, Tony. But
0: I think what I want to make sure it's not 1-800- run across, right? Uh, So what we're talking about is it's this relational thing that you can develop, even though you're a team, but you might have, and you might, because you are a team, you might have, hey, I'm not really getting, connecting with Cynthia. Maybe you could be somebody that should talk with her and I'm going to get you two together,
1: right? Because you're- Exactly right. yeah. Yeah. So relationship building is job one with us. So that's really our goal is develop relationships with those employees. So again, if they're carrying that heavy load with them, they can trust us enough to have that conversation. And we like to have those conversations off of work hours because we don't want to interfere with them getting their work done. So we're very sensitive and respectful to that, especially leaders will appreciate that. So it could be maybe a phone call tonight with the chaplain and the employee, maybe meeting at McDonald's tomorrow morning, maybe going over to Chick-fil-A in Lansing, which we serve as well and having a cup of coffee there. So it's really relationship based. And we want to be like Chris said earlier, good listeners and let them kind of get what they have off their chest so they know that they're being cared for. Yeah.
2: And Tony is spot on. We want to be sensitive to the culture and dynamics of the individual companies. So we have a large company like a Barton Mallow, which is construction driven. And there's really a couple sides to that. There's a headquarters, which is offices. So that's a unique environment. We have three chaplains serving there because they've got 400 employees or what it be. But we also have work sites. So we're literally the construction dig sites, which is a whole different dynamic. So we have a chaplain that would serve at those sites as well. So if it's a Barton Mallow or if it's Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is a unique industry, right? It's a restaurant, it's food, it's busy back at house is insanely busy front of house is insanely busy so our chaplains are smart about the time that they go and the way that they spend time in those places so uh, gordon food services another company that we serve again kind of across the breadth some headquarters style which is office and that type of thing but we're also warehouse style as well as service store locations so sales that kind of stuff so all different kinds of industries and whatnot
0: Well, and I think what you just shared is that it's such a value proposition that goes beyond the benefit plan for a company. Now you're getting into something that's intangible, but maybe way more powerful than, yeah, we got dental, right? So I mean, those things are really exciting to me when I hear that. But you know, as you go down this path, tell me about maybe some of, I don't know how to frame this, but the resistance you might run into when you have people that are like, hey, don't bring that churchy stuff around me. I got a business to run or whatever that is. Tell me about your thoughts on that type of reaction from employees or from the owners.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Vic, and I think that's probably one of the bigger objections that we get is the whole faith in the workplace topic. Mm-hmm. So you know, the way we handle that, and that's really about the codes of conduct for our chaplains, is that we're not there to preach, we're not there to proselytize or judge people's conduct. It's really about caring for employees, and care really is the bottom line. Right. And there's some additional things we can do. Gordon Food Service calls our chaplains care partners, actually. Nice. So it just kind of takes that whole topic off the table, but it's really about how how we conduct ourselves and we're very sensitive to the fact that we don't want to come across as pushing anything or yeah. steering anybody. It really is about caring for somebody and supporting them on behalf of their leaders and doing it appropriately.
0: Well, and I think what for me, I just get into these issues when so many times I think about how much better it is when I realize that I'm not the biggest thing in the universe. Now, I think that's when I just know that I can count on in my world, hey, God, I know you got this, so I'm going to quit worrying about it for now. And there's some power in that, and there's some peace that comes along with that. And so, again, I just love the direction we're going here and some of the information. Can't wait to unpack more about, overall, the Marketplace Chaplains organization you represent. Chris, Tony, so glad you're with us. So glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau, and we've got Chris Carter and Tony Guadardo with us. And so as I've got him here and all the way from Chicago, Tony, thanks for coming in. Chris, you're right here in Central Michigan. We're glad you're here. In our conversation, we wanted to make sure that we talk a little bit about some of the background that why people want to go with this. So I'd like to visit your Fertile minds on trying to go for building a better you or building a better person overall. Because as I think about those challenges that come into the workplace, we can train somebody, but we used to have a saying that we train dogs, we lead people, right? And so can you speak to the notion of how the marketplace chaplains fits into a more well-rounded employee and more productive employee?
1: Yeah. It's a great lot of thought, Vic. And I, you know, I was talking to somebody recently who said today, the three most important things are leadership, culture and people, right? And I think the spaces we play in are the last two, certainly, with people affecting culture, which positively impacts a leader's leadership. So I think the way we do that is, number one, caring for their employees, but also giving them some data points. So as we're engaging with their team, our chaplains are providing us with some feedback, which gives us an opportunity to provide a feedback mechanism to the leadership. So we call those our employee care reviews. So those are opportunities for us to read back to the leaders. What are we finding out as we're engaging with your team? What types of topics are they sharing with us? All in a confidential way because confidentiality is paramount in what we do.
0: Yeah, Tony, I'm sorry to stop you there, but I don't want to get by this. That confidentiality thing has got to be important because if you're going to come alongside me as an employee and I'm going to dump my bucket and share with you how I feel about X, Y, or Z, I got to be careful what I do with that as a chaplain, right, Chris?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we train our chaplains really well. We hire well. But concept that everything that an employee tells us is confidential. We always tell them that the conversations that we have are outside of the company. So we don't work for the company. We don't report back to the company in terms of, oh, hey, you know, Benjamin said he's not happy here. He's going to leave. It's not that kind of stuff at all. So we have absolute confidentiality. With the exception of if someone's going to hurt themselves, someone else, or do damage to the company, then obviously, and we make that clear up front, we've got to help them understand who they got to share that with, or we have to. But outside of those things, which are incredibly rare, confidentiality is paramount. But what Tony's talking about with these employee care reviews is quarterly or semi-annually, we'll sit with a company leader and in very large general categories, all the data put together on a spreadsheet, no names, no specifics. What would it be worth for a company leader to know that their employees are struggling with anxiety. Mm. And for that company leader then to be able to come in and provide a little lunch and learn type seminar. We call them work-life series. That's three simple steps to helping overcome anxiety, or whatever it might be. For a company leader to be able to do that, what would that be worth to them to have that kind of knowledge? And that's just the feedback loop that Tony talks about that marketplace chaplains can provide. And then we can go the next step and provide that training, or company leaders can you know, do that on their own or find that on their own or however we want to do that, but we'd be happy to do that. That, to me, is an invaluable data point for company leaders.
1: And adding to that too, Chris, the other thing is a lot of companies have employee assistance programs. which are great foundationally, but if you look at the track record, you know, maybe four to five percent of employees are actually using them. So you're really leaving a lot on the table. In a lot of cases, they tend to be more reactive, less personal. So our approach is much more proactive, much more personalized. And we see usage rates, you know, 40 to 60 percent or more because, again, it's people on people. And that really does make the difference, especially in kind of this post-COVID environment where we've seen such a lack of connections, such a lack of personal touches. We really bring that to the table. And I think employees really resonate with that. Leaders certainly are looking for that secret sauce.
0: And I think that's really our secret sauce is those personal connections that we provide. Well, you know, you hit on something that I'm a big fan of Stephen Covey. his seven habits of highly effective people. And, you know, one of the principles there is seek first to understand before you wish to be understood. And I'm afraid that's a principle that's left behind by A lot of supervisors, a lot of leaders, because all I know is the guy's late every morning. You know, well, okay, that's fair enough. But did we know anything about that? Every once in a while, I home movie, I see my daughter who has been up all night, all night with her beautiful. I can show you pictures, Tony. You ready? But with my beautiful granddaughter, right? But she's been up all night. She's a zombie. And, of course, perfect, the little one goes to sleep about a half an hour before mom's got to get up and get ready, right? So those are the challenges. What is that employee dealing with? And if you don't seek first to understand, then all you're going to be doing is whacking it with a hammer, and that's where I think employees get frustrated, tired, and burned out and bitter. And that does not make for a good employee environment or culture. Chris?
2: If we're honest, as a leader, you're juggling so many things. So whether you're a manager, business owner, I get in my head right now, I'm thinking a small business, maybe 10, 12 employees, and you're it, man. You're the solo leader. And so it is... Kind of easy for us to say, well, hey, you know, you got to lean into that employee. You got to listen to them. You got to understand what's driving the motor. Do you have time to do that? Mm. I mean, good night. You got a zillion things that you're trying to do as a company leader. Important things like payroll and HR stuff and compliance issues, let alone serving whatever customers, whatever the industry might be. It's an insane amount of stuff. And so how do you do that? And again, this just becomes a benefit, a thing that you can for really, I'm always surprised at how cheap this
1: is, (laughs) that
2: you can, I don't want to say outsource it, because I don't want to take the responsibility off the leader, but really leverage tools. So you can hire a marketplace chaplains to really do a lot of that leaning in for you and that listening in for you and then help you come to grips with where you might need to be in the future.
0: Great stuff, Chris. Tony, thank you so much. We'll be right back here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. And we're back with the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versiero. Tony Guilardo is with us, along with Chris Carter.
2: You're going to get and, that before this is all uh, over, I, I, Vic. I, I, I'm proud of you, I'm buddy. just
0: throwing all my words together and knowing that I'm feeling Italian at the moment. Right, Tony? <laughs> so one of the things that I think is really important is that, look, it's not a lot of money. It's a lot of impact. And I'd like to hear and understand some of the impact opportunities that you guys can point to and say, yeah, how do you put a price tag on this? And so do you have any of those examples for us that we could share with our audience?
2: I'm thinking of a couple of stories that just personally I've experienced. One is that the most recent, the MSU shooting that just happened not too long ago here, obviously impacted our community in deep ways, long-lasting ways. And we had a company who called us, a couple of companies, but the one in my head called us that night and said, hey, we want chaplains. We need chaplains on site. Tomorrow. And uh, we serve a lot of their locations. We don't serve all of their locations, but we were able to put chaplains at all of their locations. They just wanted somebody there as a resource for employees. It didn't happen at their location. But we knew that people that would be impacted by that would be right. at their location. Yep. So that was a very simple thing. Lots of conversations, lots of way to just support people and give hope and those types of things in that moment. Another thing that's out on the west side of the state, we have a small factory-style company out there, and they do a lot for their employees. One, they do have a pretty robust EAP, employee assistance program, but they also have us as marketplace chaplains. It's interesting because one of their employees who was without housing at the time, felt comfortable reaching out to our chaplain. They didn't feel comfortable talking to their EAP, but they felt comfortable talking to our chaplain about the lack of housing that they had. Our chaplain was able to reach to the EAP. And then working together, the three entities there were able to find this person temporary housing that then moved into long-term housing. So again, just a proactive relationship that had been developed allowed this person to access the EAP that the company is paying for that they probably wouldn't have accessed outside of that chaplain being there and really being that relational, component that tied those ends together.
1: Yeah, that's a great story, Chris. It also makes me think of the fact that a lot of times we can explore the EAP with employees and resource them that way, maybe some access to counseling, maybe smoking cessation. But a lot of times we find that employees just need somebody to listen to what they're going through Mm -hmm. and make them feel heard, make them feel acknowledged. So they may not need to go see a counselor. And unfortunately today with all the uh, mental health issues and the pressure being put on the counseling industry, it's hard to see a counselor right away. I was talking to a salon owner actually up in the Chicago area who was exploring that for her employees. And at the time, end of last year, she said, you know, eight month waiting time to even see a counselor. So, and she said, you guys are here every week and available 24 seven. Why wouldn't I do that? Wow. Um, Access. And yeah, exactly. Like complete access. So it also makes me think of an employee that was talking to one of our chaplains and Gave him a great big hug and he said, Hey, thanks for what you told me. And the chaplain said, You know, remind me what I told you. I know we've had some conversations. He said, You told me to go home and be nice to my wife. And our CEO was actually along for the ride with this. It was a third shift and uh, in a manufacturing setting. And our CEO said, You know, our chaplain could have. Talk to him about, you know, what does the Bible say about that? What do, you know, marriage experts say about that? But being married himself, he just kind of boiled it down really simply to say, go home and be nice to your wife. And he yeah. said, it's working out great. Like their marriage is thriving now. So a lot of times, again, it goes back to people don't care about what you know until they know that you care. Absolutely. This chaplain had proven that he cared about this employee and that employee trusted him enough to tell him that concern about his marriage and to get some nuggets of wisdom from that yeah. and the impact of has been very positive.
2: We have a senior living facility in the area that, this is a personal call, one of their skilled nursing staff called me, was just overwhelmed by the load that she had and was like, I don't think I can work here anymore. You know, Chaplain, what do I do? And it's sometimes funny because sometimes when we get into a little bit of a stuck point, we kind of forget some of the things that are available to us. And so, Tony, as you tell that story, we kind of chuckle because we're like, that's such simple advice, but sometimes we don't think of it in the moment. And so this individual that called me, I just said, well, what did your manager say? When you mentioned that to them, they said, well, I haven't talked to them yet. I said, well, why don't you give them a shout and let them know what's going on. And then just feedback to me, talked to her about a week later. So excited. Just moved her to a different shift, a little easier work. But what's great for the company is that they retained an employee that they had invested in, that they had trained for months, that they had placed, those types of things, who was ready to leave. But with a simple conversation, again, I didn't do anything magical other than remind her of some of the options she has, they have good stuff in place, they had a good manager there who heard the concerns, shifted her to a different spot and off to the races, right? She's loving it now. So a lot of these things are just really simple things, but are often forgotten or just like Tonya likes to say, left on the table because an employee doesn't remember it or they don't share it with a boss or a manager, HR, those types of things.
0: Well, I think the other thing that I heard in that last few minutes here is that sometimes you hear it differently because somebody else said it. And so, again, thinking about personal situations I've watched where my wife telling me how she'd like help cleaning the house because she's working outside the home, and I didn't really hear it, right, until one of her best friends, not because my wife asked her, but one of her best friends was hearing, oh, you know, I get some help every couple of weeks with somebody coming in to help the house. It's just so meaningful to me. And she just let this big sigh out, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if my wife would like some help. Right? So I heard it from somebody else and all the difference it makes in the world. And so really, I think as we think about Marketplace Chaplains and the fact that you're not only a different ear for them to lean into and to talk to and to feel like somebody gives a darn that's just listening, that's powerful. But then also to be able to say something like, why don't you be nice to your wife tonight? That can be all the difference in the world and can turn around entire lifetimes. So I'm loving this conversation. So grateful for you guys. So glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschereau. We'll be right back. We have one precious segment left right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in and so glad we have an opportunity to talk about Marketplace Chaplains. And this is something that Chris and Tony have brought to us today to help us unpack. And, you know, I don't know for sure who to start with. Chris, I'll call on you. Let me just ask you our audience is heavily involved with leaders, CEOs, supervisors and people that want to be leaders, right? So tell me as we unpack this whole thing of marketplace chaplains, how does the leader fit in? Is there benefit for them as well along the way? Tell us about your thoughts on
2: that. That's great, Vic. I'm glad you asked it. I'm glad we get to talk about it a little bit because we often as leaders we think about our employees, right? We want to serve them, we want them to be better. And that's great. That's spot on and Marketplace Chaplain certainly has that drive as well. However, who does the leader talk to when they're struggling, when they're frustrated? Who do they share with? If they share with other employees, that's an unhealthy, dangerous scenario. If they share with a spouse, well, we all know how long that's fun, right? And my spouse sometimes gets tired of hearing about all the things. So Marketplace Chaplains is also a resource for that leader, whether it's an HR person or a manager, supervisor, or the business owner. The same rules apply as it does with employees. So, confidential, talk about anything. Our chaplains are trained when they go into these businesses to make stops by the leader's office. And ask, how's it going? All the same questions that we would ask any employee. Matter of fact, we just met with a business leader just before coming here, actually local business leader who just signed on to become a partner company with us. And in that conversation, because again, both Tony and I at heart are chaplains. We're just asking him how he's doing. And he began unpacking and sharing some of the struggles that he has personally, but also with their company, just some mental health issues with some employees and some things that kind of went south recently. And both of us were immediately leaning into the, well, how are you doing with that? Because that was a fairly traumatic thing to see that type of stuff. So we don't want to forget the business leader in the process. They're part of that chaplain service as well.
0: Didn't we always just to talk about it's lonely at the top? I mean that really Absolutely is Absolutely lonely big at the deal. top. And to your point, I think you shared early on in this conversation that this is a confidential conversation on all levels. So if a leader has confided in one of the chaplains, that's not leaving the chaplain's lips, that's something for that leader to be able to cherish and to share, right? Absolutely right. Yes, and I guess I would talk
1: to specifically HR leaders here, Vic, because you know they're bearing a lot of burden right now, especially with all the mental health issues and even PTSD things that we're seeing in the workplace. So you know, for them to have somebody that can be you know their ambassador, their hands and feet with their employees, I've talked to so many HR managers who just have a relieved look on their face when they hear like, "Wow, we can add this to our suite of benefits and really bring some personal touch because they're tapped." Too, you know, they've right. just gone through so much the last few years with regulations and you know keeping people off premise, then bringing people back and a hybrid workforce. It's just been so challenging. And I know that as HR leaders, they care for their people so much, and we just really come alongside them and help add to that through that help and hope and encouragement that we provide. So HR leaders, we love you, and we <laughs> want to see you guys thrive, and would love to talk more about this with you.
0: Well, and I think that's just it, is that wherever you're at in the organization, if you have heard today's conversation and feel like, boy, I really wish we had some form of that opportunity in our company, in our organization, we need to figure that out. So how does that start with you guys? Is it a making a phone call, doing research, somebody having a cup of coffee? Where do we get started at?
1: Yeah, you can start really at any level of the organization, Vic. A lot of times it emanates from the C-suite, but a lot of times it comes directly from HR leaders as well. So, it really looks like an assessment, trying to understand, you know, what does your culture look like if we were to ask your employees? Tell me some descriptors of the culture here. What would they say? We like to understand what's the atmosphere like there and then understand what other types of benefits do you provide to your team? What are you trying to accomplish? What goals do you have in terms of bolstering your culture or right, strengthening right because those are the things that we help you focus on and then it's coming in assessing the workplace looking at where we would be able to engage with teams we can do on-site as well as like Chris mentioned but also virtual care for those employees that might be truck drivers or field salespeople or field techs that may not be tethered to the brick-and-mortar workplace maybe working from their home maybe working out on a construction site like Chris mentioned with Martin Mallow so we have ways of attacking different different dynamics within the workforce with different service levels, starting out with that worksite visit, but getting more into virtual care. We have a MyChap app as well. That's a great connection point. So we can really tailor any situation based on what the dynamics of that workforce is. Well,
0: when you say tailor the situation, tell me about if I'm a small entity I don't know, describe that 20 employees. Is this too small of a company for you to be able to help? Or do you have different ways you scale up your services and your pricing?
1: Yes. We don't have a floor or a ceiling. We serve companies as small as 5, 10 employees and all the way up to 30,000 and more. So wow, well, it again. really just depends on the heart of the leader to say, I want to develop a care platform within my company. And can you help us
0: do that? So and before we, we run out of time, how do I get hold of you guys if I'm interested? Yeah.
1: So I would say you can contact me via email at Tony G, the letter G at mchap, M-C-H-A-P, USA.com, Tony G at mchapusa.com.
0: You know, that's so much easier than your last name, Tony, honestly. (laughs) It's
1: by design,
0: Vic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, say your last name for me. Guayardo. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Chris, thanks for joining us. Is there a different number we should get a hold of you?
2: No, that's probably the easiest place to do that. It's going to start with Tony anyways. I'm the guy that you'll probably end up seeing face-to-face at some point. But you can do that. Also, uh, check out our website, You know, mchapusa.com, pretty simple, and uh, you can see all the stuff there.
0: Guys, thanks a lot. I meet a lot of great people doing great things. You're changing people's lives here, and that means a lot. And that's really exciting for me to have you and featured on our show right here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. Can't wait to talk to you next time.